some more good news for you, is all about people doing good through following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. All right. I absolutely love teaching, sharing, and inspiring. That is what today's guest, Jim Cooney, states on his website, and it was absolutely apparent from the first time I stepped into one of his classes in New York. Beyond learning steps, he delves deep into your why, showing up for yourself, centering yourself, and so much more, while challenging his students with such a variety of styles of dance. I was thrilled to see him take his motivational skills beyond the physical classroom, creating Amplified Artists a platform for artists with a mission to create abundance and a bountiful life. And I look forward to hearing more about that. But if all that wasn't enough, Jim is also an award-winning choreographer from the infamous Broadway Bears to the Australia Special Olympics to the New York campaign to wear a mask with performers dancing through the streets of New York and so much more. I could go on and on, but time to hear from you, Jim. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. And we're usually neighbors in New York in the same neighborhood, but today I'm coming at you from New Jersey and Jim is down in nice, sunny and warm Florida. Yeah, <laughs> enjoying <laughs> the pandemic from the, from a sunny location. Smart. Um, so as I mentioned, I'll ask you five simple questions, but you can take them in any way you choose, uh, making your answers long or short, and it's all about you, your path, and the goodness you bring to the world. Great, let's do it. Thanks. So first question is simply, who are you and what do you do in your own words? Yeah, so I'm Jim Cooney and I am a director, choreographer, teacher, facilitator. Uh, like many of you, I'm sure they're watching, we all uh, you know, are multi-passionate, wear many different hats. Um, but I think what the common thread for me is that in each of those roles, I'm trying to bring out the greatest um, in whoever I'm working with. So if it's a student, obviously bringing them up to the greatest potential. If it's like an actor or dancer in a show, then, you know, helping them deliver their best performance. Um, so that's what I kind of landed on is the commonality between everything I do. And um, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, and went to school for musical theater and moved to New York, like most people do. Uh, and then just realized that I really like being on the other side of things. Um, the performing eight times a week wasn't as exciting to me. It was more working with the choreographer, helping them cast a show, doing the pre-production, um, working during rehearsals uh, to train the new uh, cast replacements, things of that nature. So I only performed for like two or three years in New York and then switched over into the choreography. And then that led into directing. And, um, and I've also done a little bit of writing and producing. So just kind of like, you know, keep growing and expanding like most people do. Very, very busy. Lots of different hats. Yes. So then you partially answered the second question, but I'd love to hear more about your path, how you got here. And maybe since you mentioned how you got to the choreography side, you could even mention a little more and how you ended up growing this platform, Amplified Artists. Yeah. Um, I think the first, I mean, when I was little, like my parents had videos of me, like singing into a jump rope, like a handle of the jump rope, you know, like that was my microphone. And I mean, ever since I was like a little kid, like the youngest memories are always like, to do with performing or theater or whatever and um uh when we went to disney world when i was a little bit older i saw like all the singers and dancers and stuff on stage and i was like just so mesmerized by that and so as soon as i got home i asked my parents to sign up for you know singing and dancing classes and things and um that was kind of like my childhood and then um and, you know looking back now it's kind of obvious that i would land more on the directing choreography side because 
I was always putting on shows in my basement for like the neighbors and like directing <laughs> and choreographing those. And then when I was in college, I was like uh, assisting the teachers on teaching some of the lower level classes and, you know, was dance captaining as soon as I was, you know, out in the work world. So it was kind of like, if I look back, I can connect the dots and be like, oh, that was always my path. But at the time I thought it was performing. Um, and like I said, I think because I was the dance captain for almost every show that I did uh, as a performer, I really got to work with so many different choreographers and see that that was really what my passion was. Um, but when most people switch over, it takes a few years before people, you know, stop thinking of you as the performer and start thinking of you as, you know, the director choreographer. So I know it's like a difficult transition for a lot of people. So, you know, I, I feel like it's really only been the last 10 to 15 years where I, I can like really like look back and say, yes, like definitively, I was just doing that kind of work and people were knowing me as that. Um, and then also teaching at BDC. I mean, I also got lucky that, you know, I was taking class at BDC and then I started subbing there and, and then started to have my own class. Um, and that also helped, you know, establish me more as a choreographer because if you're teaching at BDC, then, you know, there's a certain cachet oh, that comes yeah. up. You must know what you're doing a little bit to, <laughs> to then go to choreograph. So that, that was a big um, help. Um, <clears throat> and I think also like from the teaching is uh, that's what, that's what I was like, wow, it's really not just teaching cast members for a show. Like I like helping people with all of their dancing. And then that led to me being involved with the education programs at BDC and becoming mm -hmm. the faculty advisor for all the full-time programs, because it was more than just the dancing. It was, okay, well, how do you run yourself as a business? How do you handle, handle your finances, your website, all those things. And, um, you know, my parents are financial advisors. So I just grew up in a, an environment where money was okay to talk about, where for so many other people, like you just, you just don't talk about money. Um, and, you know, I started my retirement account when I was 16, you know, my parents made me open that up and get that going right away. And uh, that sounds crazy to people. But the thing with retirement accounts is like the longer your money's in there, the more it just keeps doubling. So um, I just think that I was lucky to have those um, lessons early on. So I love, you know, teaching that to other people. And then also everyone in my family are mostly all entrepreneurs. And so, you know, I was also doing websites just for fun, for friends. This was back before you could do it on your own. You actually know, know how to code, mm -hmm. but, you know, the early 2000s. And that just kind of kept growing. And so then I was starting to get like actual business clients, then starting to get like Fortune 500 clients. And then I had employees and I was just like, wait, what, what, like this just blew up in like four or five years. And I didn't come here to, you know, have a web consulting business. I came here yeah. for, for theater. So I sold that. But through all that, I really learned a lot of like, um, from the employer side, the tax laws and the, the payroll and all that, all those kinds of things so that it helps you as a performer when you're negotiating or, um, or a choreographer, director, whoever it may be, but like when you're negotiating or trying to do your taxes, all those kinds of things, I just feel like I had a, a well-rounded idea of it. And because I was building so many websites, I got to see what was working, what kind of social media campaigns worked, all that kind of stuff. So that's, that's why I'm able to teach all those things um, is because I've had my hand in all those and just by, you know, family relationships and luck and things of that nature. Um, and so as I was teaching that stuff, then it was like, well, I'd love to reach more people than just the, you know, 30 people in this classroom. I really should think about taking this online, but it was, you know, when you're working so many, you know, directing, choreographing, teaching all these things, there's just no time to do that. So enter the pandemic and I'm like, well, here's the opportunity to build this out. And so, um, you know, as I, as I was researching on like how to do that, I was thinking it was gonna be more of an online course format where I just have all these different courses. But 
um, as I was learning more and more about it, there was this uh, membership model where you can have a community based inside there. You can do monthly meetups, you can do monthly Q&A calls, like you can actually you know, take people after they do a course, if they have questions, you can take them to the next step. Or if they have questions, you can help them because you know, as, as I'm sure you know, you take a class and you think, oh great, I have all this information. Then you go to sit down to implement it and then all the questions start to come up. So I just thought like, oh, this is actually a much better model to help people um, than just like selling these like one-off classes or whatever. Mm -hmm. So that that was like the impetus to do it. And so then I just, you know, spent the summer building it all out and then launched in the fall. So so I feel like somehow you've majored in business, performing, <laughs> choreography, web design, yeah. coaching, like, all of this in a few short years. That's amazing. Well, not that short. I'm, I'm 42, so not that short, but yes. <laughs> you look young. You're great. Oh, uh, so you mentioned with designing during COVID, how else does your world look different? I mean, it's fairly obvious being a dance instructor and that part of it, but how does your world look different during COVID than it did before? And what can you not wait to get back to, but what do you hope remains that maybe has changed? Those are all great questions. Um, so, I mean, like everyone, like all my work got canceled. So it was like, okay, now what? And I think it was, um, you know, financially, I didn't worry so much because I, you know, I had savings and right. um, also like our expenses are so low right now that, you know, even though you're maybe just claiming unemployment, your expenses have dropped so much. So you're not really you know, that, that dire or whatever. Um, it was more like the emotional of, oh, my whole existence is just evaporated. Like everything I do is no longer possible. And even the city I live in is completely changed. Like everything was boarded up and, you know, no restaurants were even open at that time. And um, I had come down to Florida to visit my parents for a little bit and then went back in the early fall. And it was even, you know, more sad. Like there were so many businesses that had gone out of business and, um, you know, it was great to see like all the restaurants that opened on the street and all that, that was exciting, but there was, it just was a, a completely different city. And so that's fine. Like change is normal. That's always going to happen. But it was just like, I felt like everything that I knew and loved and made me who I was, was just gone. And so I think it was more of an emotional shift than a financial one. Um, and I did realize, like, I got to do a couple of projects early on digitally. Um, you mentioned one of them, the, the, um, New York tough one with the wear a mask. And I just didn't like rehearsing on Zoom, like seeing everyone at different times because the streaming speeds and it was yeah. like so small. Like I, I couldn't like see if people were really that clean or together and you can't really help someone with style. And I did a, a couple little teaching things here and I was just like, you know, it's just not for me. Um, and that was also like the impetus for Amplified is like, okay, if I'm not gonna be teaching dance still, what are the other things I could keep helping people with? Um, so, I'm ready for all that to come back. I'm ready for like New York to spring back to life with the museums and the art and the culture and, um, you know, things to be able to be open again. I'm excited for that. But I also hope that the industry changes and I hope that it's more inclusive, not just from, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and, uh, you know, everything we're seeing in the news, of course, more inclusive for the performers, but also for audiences because there's, you know, 41 Broadway theaters. So there's only so much art that can be made and, and you know, the ticket sales have to be at a certain price and you have to fly to New York to see that level of theater. But meanwhile, the same level of talent could work all over the country. Like they don't need to stick to those 41 theaters. So what if we could go out into other people's communities, the same talent, the same people, but bring art to them and, and you know, include people more into theater. So I'd love to see that. Um, I'd love to see a lot of new people get opportunities because I think it's going to help the art in general. Like, you know, we all start to stick to our same 
things. And so if you're trying to do like five shows a year, it's not going to be as good as if you had one whole year to focus on a show and really, you know, put your heart and soul into it. So um, those are things I'd hope, you know, would, would change. Nice, nice. And sorry, I know that was kind of three questions in one, but you did That's a wonderful okay. job <laughs> hitting it all. <laughs> so with Amplified Artists, with your teaching, with your directing, you've obviously helped so many people, inspired so many people. Do you have any stories you'd like to share? You could share one story, you could share a bunch of stories about specific people that you've seen grow, maybe something from your own life and brag away. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I feel like every, almost every day or every time I'm in a rehearsal or, or in a classroom, just seeing someone have a discovery is so amazing. Like that just never gets old and seeing people, you know, have career breakthroughs or personal breakthroughs or emotional breakthroughs or whatever it may be. Um, I think like the thing that's like most like touching my heart at the moment is that we had a couple people want to sponsor artists for Amplified Artists and cover the entire tuition for them. So I was able to create these scholarships. Um, and these are people that are like, well, we normally would give money to theaters or, or you know, for projects, but that's not really happening. So we'd love to sponsor artists. And so I was so moved by that. And then getting to see the applications and what it would mean for people to have an opportunity. Um, and it was like so many different things. Like one is like, I can't believe that I have a platform to be able to do that. And I was like proud of myself for building Amplified for this reason. Cause I never built it with the idea of like, oh, well, maybe people could sponsor artists and I could help other, you know, communities or whatever. But that by me building it, that was able to happen. So I was very like, you know, surprised in a, in a positive way. Then the generosity of the people donating the money and then the quality of the people who applied. I mean, every single person was doing something that was bigger than that. It wasn't about, oh, I don't have any money. Can, can I, you know, can you help me with this? Which that's fine if that's like, that's the case. Like, of course we can still help you, but I was so moved by how these people with limited resources were still doing things for the community and making their worlds better, funding it themselves with money maybe they didn't have, or they had to scrounge around and you know they had to leave the city because they couldn't afford to live there, but they were still contributing to these other causes and making theater in these ways. And so just like to see what artists do. And um, one of the applicants said, you know, artists are always the first ones to step up when there's crisis. And I, I totally agree with that. And I say that all the time. And so, I think like it's so moving to be an artist and to be in a community of people that's like that. And I've, I'm just so touched with the way the dots all connected for this to align for these scholarships. That's amazing. And how many months now has it been live? Um, we're this, we just finished like five months. So this is, we're five starting this month just now. Yeah. It's so exciting. So final question is, is there anything you find yourself repeating over and over to your students, to yourself, to directors, any advice, any things that you really wanna make sure people always think about in their day-to-day -day life, in their creativity, anything yeah. there? Well, one thing for me is I keep it simple. I tend to make things complex and I think we always catastrophize any decision that we have to make. And it's like the biggest thing we have to decide or like we have to really think <laughs> yes. it all the way through and you'll just exhaust yourself and then you end up not doing it because you've spent so much energy already just trying to figure out what to do and how to do it that by the time you actually get to the doing you're so spent and not motivated anymore and you've lost your love and passion for the idea in the first place so i think that but 
the main thing I'd say to people is to just stay true to who you are. We have such a tendency, especially with social media, that we're like, we see 10 people on Instagram doing the same kind of post. So then we feel like, oh, we got to make a post like that. Yeah. Or we got to copy what they're doing, or we have to dress the way that they're doing, or we have to dance the way that they're dancing or whatever it may be. And it's like, we're all so unique. We all have so many gifts. Like the, the if you look at like who's famous, I mean, what if Lizzo tried to be like Beyonce? It just wouldn't work. What if Lizzo's like, I'm never going to play a flute. There's no pop stars that play flutes. Like, what am I, like, I can't bring that out on stage. And like, look at how that really was like something that was, you know, part of her brand and trademarked her and like brought her to the, the forefront of the scene. So, um, you know, just be true to who you are and, you know, think about what, what your gifts are and what you have to offer and how those things all connect. Because I think a lot of times since we do wear different hats, we compartmentalize things. And the thing is like, it's all you, like you are the same person. And like, if you're drawn to all those different things, there's a reason there is a common thread. And so that's something I try to really help students with is finding that common thread so you can deliver all of your messaging. So all of your social media, your website, the way you uh, are in rehearsals and in your classes, whatever, like you're always coming from that same place. So people have a clear idea of who you are and what you offer and how it could benefit them. Because ultimately that's why people are going to hire you is because it benefits them, right? That's why they're going to, that's why they need you. So if you're not clear on that, then how can they be clear on that? So. Mm -hmm. Well, that was something that definitely spans not just artists, but any industry, anyone yeah. going into a job interview. Yeah. So Ooh. thank you for that. This is, I feel like it's been so relatable, even though you are focused in the arts, it just, it's all of this spans industries. Yeah. Jim, I can't thank you enough. Of course. Thank you so much. This was great. And now plug away. Where do you want people to follow you, find you? Yeah, well, if you are interested in Amplified Artists, we'd love to have you. That's amplifiedartist.life is the website for that. Um, and all the information is on there. Um, you can also contact me if you have any other questions about that. Um, I'm Jim Cooney NYC on Instagram. So you can follow me, DM me, whatever. Um, don't be afraid to reach out. I'm always happy to help people. So, Great. And he has lots of great motivating posts and just informational posts on Instagram all the time. And I'll be sure to put all of those um websites and handles yep. in the notes yeah i do have a mailing list too if you're interested uh, every oh. sunday i send out uh, a free email and you can unsubscribe at any time so like there's no pressure to be on it or not but um i just send out different uh strategies tips things that are you know part of the industry or um you know things with your health or your finances um so that if you want those you know tips every week you can just go to jimcooney.me slash join and you can get on the mailing list that way and I have to say, it's one of the most digestible, but most, um, ah, what's the word? Like you can put it into practice right away. Oh, the you. word for that. Like, that. yeah, right, right away. So there's always, it's always a variety of great tips. So definitely yeah. recommend. And you can, yeah. if you're curious about it, my blog has a lot of the stuff I talk about. So, mm -hmm. um, and there's a new article that goes out there every week. So jimcooney.me slash blog. And you can see some of the things we've talked about today and get some more information on how to do some of that stuff. Yes. And again, what I love is that it's for artists. It's for any, any industry. Great. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. In, enjoy the warm weather down in Florida. Thank you so much. Bye. Can't wait to have you back at BBC too. Oh, I know. Me too.